Life can be confusing and messy sometimes, and it makes us think what does it really mean to be happy. In this video, I will share some practical ways that can make us happy within our day based on studies done and my personal experience. Now, different people have different perspectives of happiness, but uh, being happy all the time is impossible. Even though we may think that we want to be happy all the time, in reality, we would get bored if we feel only happy emotions all the time. Both happiness and sadness exist only till both emotions exist. There's a legendary psychologist called Mihail Csikszentmihalyi who has described about this state of happiness in his own term, which is called flow. And according to his idea, the metaphor of flow, that's the term he is using to describe happiness, uh, according to him, the metaphor flow is one that many people have used to describe like sense of effortless action they feel in the moment and that they stand out as the best in their lives. For example, athletes refer to this state as being in the zone. Religious mystics call it being in ecstasy. Artists and musicians call this as aesthetic rupture. Again, Light exists only till darkness exists, and happiness exists only until we can differentiate it from unhappy emotions. Therefore, the most practical way to gain long-lasting feeling of contentment is to develop a flexible mind that could go through all sorts of emotions on a daily basis at ease. It is possible to feel positive emotions most of the time, however, with some negative emotions here and there in a day. Now, to get there, the first thing we need is a strong decision to be peaceful no matter what life throws at us. To make our minds strong, we will have to train our minds to accept and overcome our greatest fears or challenges that we could face in life. So, how do we do that? Now, according to the research done by Sonja Lubimirsky, PhD professor of psychology, she defines a happy person is a person who experiences frequent positive emotions, so like interest, joy, pride, etc. So, happiness can be many emotions. Any positively affecting emotion can be called as a happy emotion. It has many variants and infrequent negative emotions like sadness and anxiety. Now, what she's telling is a happy person is a person who feels frequently positive emotions but a little bit tough negative emotions so quite normal to be felt by a happy person so being happy is all about having more positive emotions compared to negative emotions let's put it like that now let's think about the most terrifying things a person could have faced in their life what are those two concepts can be terrified to experience those concepts are death and losing someone or something we love most of us feel sad or afraid to even think about these two events but they're the only things 
that all of us will face for sure at some point in our lives so we just cannot deny them usually we have a very negative outlook on death many people believe it is the end and it will be a painful event in life but if we really think this event from a different perspective we may be able to make peace with this event called death if we analyze the process of death it is a transition phase from one form to another now you may think how is that even possible several natural phenomena may support this idea most of the things in this world are repetitively recycled for example take water which is an essential element of life continuously changes its state from one form to another it continuously changes from liquid form to water vapor and then falls back to earth as rain water after it's been condensed in clouds uh, so for example water which is an essential energy is continuously recycled liquid form to water vapor and then falls back to earth as rain due to the process known as water cycle another thing that recycles all the time is our body we are made up of elements absorbed by soil which first got absorbed by plants and then got consumed by animals human beings being omnivorous we eat both animals and plant products for survival therefore it makes sense that one day our bodies have to decay and turn back to the soil to feed our future generations if we all were immortal it would be hard to sustain life on earth when thinking about the age of the universe which goes back to billions of years our lifespan can be considered as a couple of minutes therefore like if we fast forward our life here on earth uh, it seems like we are made up of elements of nature that are continuously blending with every moment of our lives when we can truly realize this perspective of life and death all the other problems become smaller and manageable because we understand that we are more than ourselves and we are part of the vast universe taking a different form for a while the idea of losing someone or something can also be considered illusion because we came to this world we did not bring anything with us we will return back to soil empty handed too and uh, every person we met or anything we get to touch to will either have to leave us or we will have to leave them at some point when losing someone or something if you pay attention to our mind we may notice that we are sad merely because that person or thing has made us feel some way at first and we are sad now because we are not able to get the same kind of emotions from them anymore surely it is heartbreaking but at least we can be grateful for the memories we already have about them and probably those memories will stay with us till our death thinking about the uncertain nature of life it can be helpful to once in a while assess extent of our bonds with people and things before we lose them it may reduce the surprise element of that stressful experience to certain extent now i know that even though this may sound great on paper for someone to think and truly feel this way in real life may take a lot of practice and patience over some time 
However, when we accept the concept of death and loss, the next most logical question would be, okay, it is understandable that we're gonna die one day, but until that, are we just supposed to survive till we die? Are we supposed to be sad of it? Actually, there are two options that we can choose from. It is either to become very unenthusiastic and sad about life as we all gonna die someday, or we can choose to live our life to the fullest and embrace death with the greatest possible excitement. This decision is completely subjective and depends on personal preferences. Let's imagine a person who decides to live the greatest possible life. How can that person achieve this? It can be noticed that our lives are most affected by three aspects of life. They are health, wealth, and relationships. These three major areas also seem to influence the downfall or enhancement of other areas at the same time. For example, if one person has poor health, it could drain that person's wealth and subsequently these two factors would affect the person's relationships too. Similarly, an improvement in one area could lead to the improvement in other areas at the same time. Well, let's talk about health first. There are two parts which determine whether a person is healthy or not. It is mind and body. Let's take mind at first. When it comes to being healthy, the World Health Organization has defined it as having a complete physical, mental and social being rather than just free of disease. That means if a person is not having any disease, it does not mean that he is healthy unless he has complete physical, mental and social being in his life. Health is mostly dependent on these two factors, which are mind and body. While to have a healthy mind, we usually need a resilient, optimistic mindset. A healthy body can be maintained by proper nutrition and physical activities. The first step that we could take to make our mind resilient and optimistic is by being mindful of our emotions in real time while we are facing different situations within our day. It is not about trying to suppress negative emotions, but observing how they arise, stay in our mind for some time, and then how they eventually fade away. In the beginning, it is quite normal to like forget about observing emotions in the heat of the moment but that is fine because we can just acknowledge the fact we forgot and try again next time until it becomes our second nature over time for example whenever we get angry or sad in our daily life if we ask ourselves why are we feeling this way before Reacting upon those emotions, just reflect on the way our mind is behaving, we would be able to understand ourselves better. Most of the time, we tend to get angry or sad when we do not get what we expect or feel insignificant. Now, some people may have this question like, how to be happy again after facing a disaster in their life or some 
traumatic situation. Well, when taking care of our mind, another thing we need to take care of is our past. We may have some memories that haunt us daily. If we try to resist these memories from a different perspective, if we try to revisit these memories from different perspective, we would be able to make peace with our past. To do this, we have to reframe our worst memories or experiences in a way that we emphasize more on the lessons we can learn from them rather than the negative emotion attached to them. This does not mean that we have to pretend that nothing bad happened, but just to think about those memories as guiding tools for better decisions in the future. After all, the copyrights of our images, video clips, and audio clips in our minds belong to us, so we could always change the emotional intensity of those memories if they have an unnecessary negative impact on our minds. Forgive yourself and others, but never forget the lessons. Studies have shown that negative thoughts challenge in process called the Socratic equation in method can reduce depression symptoms. The main purpose of these questions is to change negative mindset to a more positive one. Now about these studies, if someone needs to dig deeper into the studies I mentioned in, in this video, they can go to my YouTube channel and in the description all the links are given and you can go deep, explore it for yourself. There is a very thin line separating past, present and future, about a second. So if we can focus more on our present second and determine to make it better than our past, we would be able to make a better immediate future and eventually it will create a better past. Let's talk about the body. How can we maintain our body? To maintain a healthy body, proper nutrition can be gained by like consuming a balanced diet with the right proportions of carbohydrate, proteins, and fibers. Additionally, some studies have found the health benefits of intermittent fasting also. So maybe if you are interested, you can research about that concept more. And um, excess exercises can even be done at home thanks to the availability of great free apps such as Down Dog Yoga and Down Dog High Intensity Interval Training app, which are my personal favorites due to their customizability, clarity, effectiveness, and spontaneousness of workout routines. The overall consensus is that yoga has many positive effects on mental health that go beyond the effects of other low to medium impact physical activity and these effects are likely due to chemical changes in the brain. Uh, you may have already heard about the importance of working out but you may be lacking the motivation to do it and you may be thinking I don't need to get slim or I do not want six facts. However, those are not the only reasons why you should exercise. First of all, we let's take our cardiovascular system. It consists of tiny blood vessels that supply nutrition, oxygen to every cell of our body. When we live a sedentary lifestyle, 
the flow of blood reduces across the body which could subsequently lead to stagnation of blood in vessels. This could cause clotting of blood that can block the blood supply of vital organs like heart which can lead to a heart attack, brain which can cause strokes, or kidneys which will lead to acute kidney injury. All these conditions are very serious and life-threatening. Uh, this is why we need to raise our heart pressure by exercising every day at least for 20 minutes. It is also found by studies that exercising not only helps to prevent serious diseases but also improves mood. Exercising can also enhance the blood supply to brain and therefore enhance cognitive functions significantly. Oh, it does not matter whether you get six packs or not as long as you spend some time taking care of your health and well-being. It should not be considered as a waste of time because 20 minutes of workout could reward you the energy for you to work an extra couple of hours daily and it reduces the chances of you getting life-threatening conditions also. The best way to add this habit to your daily routine is to allocate a convenient and specific time slot for a workout, ideally close to an already established daily habit depending on your situation. Let's assume we still are not able to build this new habit at least it will make us realize how hard it is for us to change our behaviors even when we know how important it is for our health and well-being so we could be able to understand why other people do not behave the way we want probably they also know what is the right thing to do but find it difficult to change their behavior if we ourselves can't change our behaviors. We can definitely think of the people also have this problem. Therefore, next time, rather than getting angry or sad when someone is not doing the things we want, we can empathize with them instead. Mm. Let's talk about the other aspect, which is called wealth. It is easy to be lost in the pursuit of financial freedom by focusing on getting money rather than building a product or providing a service that truly helps thousands of people across the world. And if we take the top few wealthiest people in this world right now, they have achieved that place by building a massively impactful product or service. Anyway, money is nothing more than an intermediate substance to quantitatively symbolize the value of a service or a product that is given to another person. However, it is undeniable that poverty is the root of evil most of the time. Take breathing, for example. Can we just hold on to it forever without letting go? The answer is no. We will die if we try to hold on to it more than we should. The same will happen if we try to exhale forever too. That is the rhythm of life. Continuous giving and taking all what makes life happen. Now let's think mm, there could be people who find it very hard to be happy being alone. Now, people have evolved as social beings, therefore it is our nature to communicate and build relationships with the people around us, no matter how introvert we may claim ourselves to be. 
at some point we will have to interact with other people at least to a certain extent to survive in this world ed diner's formative 2002 study of like very happy people suggest uh, all those social relationships do not guarantee happiness happiness does not occur without them the types of relationships that we normally maintain could be categorized as the relationship with our families and relationships with other people if we can become more mindful of the confusing nature and complexity of our thoughts then we would understand the thoughts of and emotions of other people better which is the key to most the area of relationships as we have set up the background of this topic let's see how we can spend the day happily first we need to have a long-term goal that excites us and break that big goal into tiny achievable daily tasks most of the time there could be a project for example uh, you, that you need to work on at the moment this is probably helping you to survive the month and pay your monthly expenses therefore we will have to take care of this part first we may have experienced that our brains tend to procrastinate our task because we do not have a precise target to complete within a specific time the shorter the deadline more it focuses so putting a deadline is important that's the bottom line uh, people may believe that more hours we engage in a task mean that uh, we are likely to succeed at it but this is far from the truth let's take an example it does not matter how many hours a student is studying for an exam uh, if he is not focused on studying material and uses an ineffective method of studying he will fail the exam anyway on the other hand if the student is fully focused and uses effective techniques of learning he will be able to pass the exam by studying for the exam just a couple of hours every day compared to the student who's sitting on the chair with a scattered mind and with an ineffective study plan for 10 to 18 hours per day therefore it is clear that it is not how many hours we spend on a task but how much of the task we properly get done within 30 minutes or one hour of time that determines whether we succeed at a goal which can be as efficiency assuming you got a project to finish in two weeks it is better to try and finish it in one third of the timeline which is in four to five days rather than try to finish it exactly on the deadline you may have already experienced moments where you were planning to complete the project on time but waited till the last minute to just just cram yourself to barely get it done by the deadline when we push ourselves to achieve a challenging task our brain tends to focus more and switch to its high performance mode it is known that if we are not able to finish the amount of work we are supposed to finish today it will only make it worse or harder to complete the workload tomorrow and eventually will not be able to complete the task in four to five days 
Depending on the priority, we can decide how much time we have to allocate for our professional work. But you may have to save an hour or two each day for another important thing. Most people have passionate hobby. With the current technological tools, no matter how busy you think you are, engaging in your hobby one to two hours per day not only can give you a sense of satisfaction but it also allows you to build an audience around what you love and may eventually lead to an, an additional source of income if you succeed it is found that writing about oneself and personal experiences and rewriting our stories can lead to behavior changes and improve happiness especially in people with mood disorders and even reduce the symptoms of cancer patients. Therefore, there's another reason to start a blog. An exciting and long-term goal and proper time management within the day can easily make us feel like we are doing our best to live our lives to the fullest. Additionally, having a strong, flexible mind to accept the challenges that we face along the way and overcome them is another key to happiness. I know it is not that easy to change the way we think or to create new habits. Uh, at least if we keep trying, one day we may take actions upon our dreams instead of not trying at all. If we keep educating ourselves about the things which are important to achieve our goals, the chances of we finally taking action increases tremendously. Even such scheduling as mentioned above is impossible to stick to 100% of the time because in reality a lot of things may happen that are out of our control. However, if we can consistently achieve our daily targets around 90-80% to 80% of the time, we can pat out on our efforts. Always remember, versus not knowing, then not trying, only the last thing is failing to achieve. Always be grateful for the little things you already have in this vast complex universe. You got a role to play just like everybody else in this world. Do not underestimate the power of your mind because everything in this world is manifested by a person with a similar biological brain to the brain you and I have. The only difference may be the software but the hardware is the same. When we have a mindset like that, our whole life is resolved within the day. All the possible outcomes are accepted with a smile. But what could go wrong? Right, really? What is the worst case scenario? You may die right after hearing or watching this video. And it will be okay because you at least got the chance to think about this before you die. You are probably in harmony with the concept of death by then and you were able to know about this thinking before you die. Next scenario, you may try hard but you may fail to achieve your goals. It's alright, as long as you are alive, you can try your best to achieve them until your last breath. Google search engine most likely has the answers for all your problems. We just have to type the correct questions on the search bar to find the answer. Let's say you die before accomplishing your goals. That's fine too. At least you can say you tried and that's what matters. 
and last but not least if you succeed in all your goals and dreams celebrate share be humble because death is coming and if we can decide to accept all the possible events in life with a calm mind we are already happy forever no matter what our life, life circumstances are as long as we try our best so i would like to invite you all let's become our best self or let's try trying our best i would love to get your feedback your life experience also so i would like it would really appreciate if you contribute and share your experiences how you have dealt with these kind of challenges that will increase my knowledge and hopefully other people's knowledge too thank you for watching until the next time have a great day forever